Welcome to On The Spot with Melinda Garvey, the On The Dot interview series where we sit down with some of the most intriguing and interesting women to watch featured in our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of On The Spot, now available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. Today, I'm sitting down with Sabrina Lloyd, the president and CEO of Lloyd Agencies. Without further ado, let's start the show. Welcome to On The Spot with On The Dot, and I'm your host, Melinda Garvey, and I'm the founder of On The Dot and super excited to be with you here today. And On The Dot mission is really to lead women to success through stories of relatable role models. And the key word here is relatable because we see so many celebrities out there. They're doing great things, many of them, and corporate titans, but it's really hard to see their path and to see us being able to follow their footsteps. So we are bringing women to you today that are hugely successful and have really made an impact, but you may not know their name, but we're going to make sure that you do know their names because these are the role models that can show you the path to your success. So today we are here with Sabrina Lloyd and she has founded and built a very thriving insurance business called the Lloyd Agencies. And we're really excited to have you here today. And no, we're not going to talk about insurance and what policies you need. You can certainly call her afterwards. We're going to give you the information to find her today. But she's got some really cool philosophies. And I think certainly being a woman in this industry is pretty unique in how you built that path and sort of, you know, how did you get into this? So welcome. And we're just thrilled to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I am, you know, empowered by just what you're doing. And it's nice to align myself with people that share the same values and same visions for the future. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about that path. I think women being able to see how they can follow that and whether or not they want to go into insurance is irrelevant. But tell us your story because you sort of, you maybe happened upon, I don't know that you, you know, grew up thinking, I want to run an insurance company, but let's talk a little bit about just your life and your upbringing in college and whatever those things are that influenced and led you to where you are today. You know, I don't think that anyone that is really successful at what they do sat down when they were four years old and said, this is exactly in five and six and seven years old said, oh, I'm right on path because the, the future is uncertain and we don't learn that we create our future until we are successful sometimes. So, you know, what happened to me is I was studying to become a doctor and a huge part of that was uh, my mom actually was to become a doctor and she, when she got married, that fell through. And so I took that on as a champion of my own, just like every daughter wants to impress their parents. And Life found me in a very strange situation where I had a falling out with my parents and I had a situation where I was looking to get into a medical school. I didn't have money. I came to the States with nothing and I applied for some jobs and, you know, I went to some jobs that I had a little bit of a background with and they weren't paying enough. So I decided to put my resume into some sales positions because I had a cousin that did very well in sales. And, right. you know, I did very well. I took off with this company. And every single year that I was with this company, I had barriers that I faced, but it excited me because I wanted to break through them. And, you know, looking back on the journey, I can now see that, you know, everything happened 
for a reason. Like that falling out with my parents happened because I didn't have that extra noise that a lot of people have with, you know, family should be supportive, but sometimes that's just not the case, you know? And so in my situation, if I was still with my parents, and they were influential over me, that would not have been okay with them that I was going into a sales position, eventually running my own business and giving up being a medical doctor. That's just not, it wouldn't have went well. Now, did you go into sales to try to make money to go to med school? Was that your original yes. thought? Like, let me go make some coin and then I can actually go back to doing this, right? Yes. I mean, so what's crazy is when I first joined the company, they initially taught me about the importance of setting goals. So I wrote down everything that I wanted to do. But the important thing that I did now looking back at all those goals I wrote down is that I dedicated my time to this company. I said, I don't expect to just be here short term to do very well and then to be able to go to medical school. I said I would put that dream on hold for 10 years. And I said, if I give myself 10 years at this company and I looked around and saw very successful people, I looked at them and said, like, I can do what you're doing, but I knew it would take time to do that. And that's what I did. I put myself on a 10 year track with this company and it's been amazing. Like every year being able to rise the ranks and to be able to walk with some very strong people in this industry and to hold my own, it's actually a gift that I've been able to give myself. Wow, that's amazing. But when did you know you weren't going to med school? So at my 10-year mark, I realized that, you know, medical school, what I loved about that whole thing about being a doctor was to help to teach people, to give them the information that's necessary for them to live a better life. And what I was able to do is to marry what I do with that same philosophy and value that I have now, but I don't want to give up my business because I have worked so hard in growing something. I don't want to walk right. away from it. But I also believe in ongoing education. So just this year, actually, I applied to uh, Harvard and I got in. And so I was like super excited because now I'm going to take my business to a whole different level because I can learn and continue to learn and apply that same stuff here. And I, I have a great life. You know, my slogan is work like no one else. So later on, you can live like no one else. And I want to be a living testament to the okay. stuff that I talk about. So I'm not just saying, do this, do this, but I can actually show people I live a great life now and I make no apology for it because I worked like no one else when I had to go to work and put in that grind. And I, I think that there are just some great lessons in there. I think we live in such an immediate gratification world in all aspects. So to set long-term goals, I mean, I rarely talk to someone who set a goal beyond a few months. I mean, sometimes a year. I think that in some ways with everything we have coming at us and the immediacy of social media and seeing people that we've lost our ability for that long-term planning and how critically important it is. And, and really how, I mean, gosh, for you, you know, at that, especially at that young age to, to plan 10 years and stick to it, to, to really evaluate. It's, it's pretty amazing. I think that's, a, that's an incredible, you know, lesson. And even if 10 years seems unattainable, think about, you know, what are those five year and then three year and then, you know, just making sure we're looking longer out into the future. I think that's awesome advice. Yeah, well, I'm a very visual person too. So I'm grateful that I had an environment that was encouraging. So I knew what my future looked like because I looked around me and saw other very successful people. So I said like, this is something that I want. 
you know, the problem for a lot of people is that they're looking at who's around them right now. And that's not where you should be looking. You should be looking at people that have been where you are for a longer period of time and then gauging like, well, if you want to get to that level, then you have to do what they did way back then, not what they're doing right now. You know, so it's kind of like comprehending and marrying the short term and the long term. And so it's a skill that you have to learn. But in this world where everyone is fighting for your attention, you've got to be your biggest warrior for yourself. And so I I believe like I, I coined this term like business warriors because you've got to be so passionate about what you're doing so that when something is trying to take you off your game, this is when you like become more strong and more committed to what you're doing. And that's who gets the prize in the end, the people that last, the people that endure. Yes. And I talk a lot about, um, you know, with On the Dot about changing mindset to a mindset of abundance that I think that what we're hearing about with this women's movement, there's so much going on. It's negative, which is understandable, right? That's how movements get started. But I think that challenges because people see scarcity. They don't see the positives like you, like other women. And that's really what we're trying to do is how do we show this abundance? Because part of manifesting and being able to surround yourself with that future person, like this is what I want to be, you know, out there is being able to see those so you can be it. And so I think that's tremendous advice. So let's talk a little bit more about you because I know that you have been married a long time and you also have a couple of kiddos. And so I'm sure that you get asked this all the time. And I'm, you know, like I said, I don't like to say the B word, you know, balance, because that makes everybody feel guilty and I'm not sure it's attainable. But what are some things that you do in your life? Are there some pieces of advice you can give to really, you talk about this great life you have and feeling enriched and powerful. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with your family. So talk about how you integrate that with your business life. So if I can first share with you, like the principles of how I view balance, you know, I don't believe, and I'm talking about like the first thing we have to check is our beliefs, right? So I don't subscribe to a philosophy that you have to go and chase balance. I believe that whatever you chase runs away from you, right? So if I go to chase you right now, your instinct is to run away from me. That's why I don't chase money. I don't do any of those things. It's learning how to attract those things into your life by you becoming a certain way. And so balance was never something I was looking to achieve. And I think that's the major problem today is that when people are going to work, they're looking to have balance in their life when their focus should be on work. And so what I've learned to do is to attract a better lifestyle for myself. But now I'm in this stage of where I can integrate having a good family and a good work life. But, you know, so much of success is timing. And I just recently had a baby. So I really understand that it is not the same. When a woman has a child, our brain gets scrambled. And you need to learn how to deal with that, especially if you're in the early phases of growing a business, you've got Mm -hmm. to be looking at these choices, prioritizing your life differently because it is different. And we like to, you know, scream and shout for equality, but we are different. And I believe that, you know, our differences make us stronger. They don't make us weaker, but you have to be a person that can prioritize yourself and your schedule. So now what I do is I'm very about integration. So in our business, when we have people that are starting up and they have kids, we do a lot of family functions together so they can learn that 
there is not going to be a separation. If you want to be great at what you do, you have to learn how to integrate your family life into your business life. When I take trips, I'm bringing my kids with me. I have the honor now of being in first class, but I bring my kids with me and I get the dirtiest looks from people and I don't care. I feel good about it. I'm like, I worked really hard to have these comforts and you know, and this is why I worked so hard. So I say this to people because it is about integration and don't chase balance. Like if this is what you're going after, it will always be fleeting from you. It'll be running away from you. Look to attract it by working hard. When you're at work, focus on work. When you're with your family, focus on your family, but then also have the marrying of the two, the integration, so that you can feel fulfilled in a 360 approach instead of having one area strong and the other falling apart. Great advice. Thank you. So I know that one of your key focus, obviously, in any, building any kind of business like this, and you went into sales, you know, and you have some really distinct philosophies about sales and what makes a successful salesperson. I'd love for you to share those because I think a lot of people go, oh, oh, well, I'm not in sales. I'm not in sales. But really, all of us are in sales in some way or another, whether we're selling ourselves or whether we're, you know, selling a product, it doesn't matter. And I think it's a, a skill that everyone needs to have some knowledge of. So I would love for you to give our listeners and viewers advice on that. Yeah. So I know I really love sales now because when I have a four-year-old, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, I don't care what you do. You will spend a year in sales. You will spend a year in door knocking, learning how to deal with rejection, learning how to sell yourself, how to be able to have a positive influence on a situation. And that's really why I love sales, because it got me to be in control of my life. And I really believe that's what we're all after. We're all after this ability to be in control of our lives, to create our own lives, instead of just like constantly reacting and having things happen to us and playing that victim card. So this is what sales opened my eyes up to and made me just get so certain and sure that if you build this skill level, because it's a skill, and I am not supposed to do well here. This is why I am a testament that anyone can do it, because I am a science nerd. I like to be alone by myself. My perfect place is like, give me a book, let me read, let me learn. But I had to learn how to work with people. I had to learn that skill. I had to learn on how to be more strong and assertive. You know, I wasn't like that. I was this girl that was more like, you know, everyone loves everyone. I lived in a bubble and my husband actually went out on the field with me one day and he saw me in a home and how I sell. And he looked at me and he was like, who are you? And it's because <laughs> I've, I've become something else. And I think that is the power. When you learn that you are capable of changing and becoming something else, I think that's where all of your, your power lies. And that's what we're all after. We want to have control over our lives and selling gives us that. Well, and I think that especially for women, because you know, we hear a lot about this confidence gap and I think that it, it's a real thing and what happens and talking about rejection, if a woman is rejected for a job once, she won't go back and apply again. A guy will just go again and again and again. And how do we as women, especially overcome this confidence gap? Because I think that's one of a key factor that's really holding us back. So I would say that you have to learn how to shut your mind off and get out of your own head uh, temporarily, right? Because your mind can be your best friend. 
but sometimes it can really mess with you, right? What is unfamiliar, you have to start making very familiar to yourself. So what does this mean? It means that when you do anything new, it is unfamiliar to you. So you don't want to do it. Like our mind loves what is familiar. So this is why, like when you repeat something over and over again, it just gets easier. So if you understand that, like this is how you handle rejection. You just have to shut your mind off and keep on doing it over and over and over again. And think about it after with someone who's qualified to think about it with you. Because, you know, a mind that creates a problem is not the same mind that can always solve that same problem. So getting around people that support you so that they can push you when you're in those weak moments, I will say that's another major reason why I've been able to do well because I don't surround myself with people that support anything that I do that is weak. Like they'll say like, what the hell are you saying? That's wrong. You know, like they'll check you and you've got to be comfortable being in those situations around those people. Finding people that will support you in the right way because there are a lot of people who are enablers and and we don't need those people to tell us when, you know, or enable our negative behavior, that kind of thing. So I think that's great. So what is your big dream for Sabrina Lloyd? Like, where do you see yourself now? You know, you had your 10 year plan. What's 10 years from now? What do you see? What's your dream? I hope that my dream today is nothing compared to what my dream is for the future. Meaning that I hope it's always growing and that it's ever evolving. Because the truth of the matter is that I never would have thought that I would have achieved all that I have achieved because it's like I said, you get your mind off of like what people are chasing today. They're chasing stuff and like all this visual stuff. But look at you as a person. In the end, I never want to be that person that on my tombstone says weak and undeserving. That's basic stuff. I don't want to be that person whose child is saying like, oh, I wish my mom didn't have regrets. You know, I don't want to be the wife, you know, where her husband is like saying, I I wish you did more. Like, I want to be the person that is blazing a trail, but I just don't want to have regrets. And so the only thing that I know is that you've got to do things, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid because you won't know what you don't know unless you do it. And so like you can read all the books, you can hang around all the people, but if you don't put yourself out there, then you're never going to know what you truly love. And like, what if I never applied for a position in the business world? Like, what if I just stayed in the medical field? I always reflect back on that and say like, my life would be completely different. I took a chance and I trusted that I have good work ethic, that I am a good learner and I applied myself in a great way. And I was able to get a win out of it. You know, if something doesn't work for me, at least I know, hey, that's not for me. But we don't need to beat ourselves up. I just want to be a person that in the end does not have regrets. I don't want that resting on my shoulder. I absolutely don't want that. Great advice. Speaking of advice, you've given us a ton of great pieces of advice. In fact, I'm going to go back through this video and compile them all because they're great. If somebody said, give me one piece of advice that you feel like has impacted you the most, what would that piece of advice be? I look at success like a combination lock where people say there's keys to success. I don't think there is a key to success. I think there are, it's like a combination, right? And if you go click, 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 if you understand that it's not for you to know how it's going to work out, it's just for you to trust that it will work out. 
And so I don't believe in ignorance. Ignorance is not bliss. But there is something called faith. You know, there is something in having like a good value system and in believing in yourself, not being naive in your beliefs, but you know, what propels someone to keep believing in themselves is doing great work. You know, when you put your all into something, you've got to know that there's a return on that investment because you are doing great work. And so that's what builds the confidence in you to keep going. And when you find yourselves in these like dark moments, because we all get them, even myself, I have like days where it's like, you know, I have to like kick myself. But in in those moments, I really just know that it's all going to work out in the end because I'm doing what I need to do on a daily basis. So that's what keeps me going. And, and I would offer that as words to empower people because people always feel like, well, if I'm doing the right thing, it would show right now. And I just want to let you know, no, that's not true. <laughs> you can be yeah. doing all the right things. That's one combination, but you still need this and you still need this. And then one day that bolt is going to open for you and you're going to be very, very pleased because you did all the right things. Keep that goal long-term and keep working toward it every day and you'll find, you know, you'll get there. Yes. That's great. So because we are all about role models and you are such an incredible role model, the last thing I want to kind of leave with is, did you have a role model, someone that you saw? I mean, whether it be a woman or a man, I mean, I know there are probably not a lot of women in your industry that are doing what you do, but who's your role model? It doesn't even have to be in your industry. My role model is anyone who is the best at what they do. So if you're a Navy SEAL, I want to know who is the best and I want to learn from you. Like, how did you become the best of the best? I look at you know, mathematicians, and I will find like a good mathematician, and I will study what is it that they do that gave themselves the edge to propel themselves above everyone else. That's what I look at. And there are examples all around us. And when you start comparing like the greats, they all have these common traits. And then that's what you can apply to your life. And if you do what they do, then you can become the great in your industry. And that was my goal. I want to be the best. I'm not here to play in a supportive role. You know, I want to be the best. I want to be, but at the same time, I know how to play in the supportive role. I want for people on my team to know that you came here to be great. You came here to be the champion of your family. So go get it. Don't settle for anything less than the best. Awesome. I really appreciate your story. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there that are listening and watching that can see themselves in you and you've inspired so many. So I really appreciate you being here and just look forward to, to watching you and seeing everything that you do next. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor and a privilege. Looking for more inspiration, advice, and direction? Subscribe to our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot where we provide you with the tools and motivation you need to get out there and be the badass you are meant to be. Tune in next Thursday when we sit down with Dion Wright-Poulton, the owner of Poulton Consulting Group, where she helps her clients address and mitigate bias in the workplace. We are focused on your success. So let us know what you think by chatting with us at On The Dot Woman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd love to hear your voice.